This is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 minutes of science fiction history for November 10th. Do you remember where you were on November 10th, 1980? If you were a kid then, you were probably still playing with your toys from The Empire Strikes Back, and Christmas was just around the corner, so maybe you were hoping you'd get even more toys from The Empire Strikes Back. But there was something new from the world of Star Wars hitting the stores on this day in 1980, but it was hitting the record stores. The double LP soundtrack from The Empire Strikes Back had dropped in May alongside the movie. No, this was Christmas in the Stars, the official Star Wars Christmas album, featuring none other than Anthony Daniels as the voice of C-3PO and, well, R2-D2's well-worn sound effects reel as the voice of R2-D2. But they weren't the only Star Wars luminaries who were intended to be part of the album. As you would in a recording studio, let's rewind this particular tape to, well, just a few weeks earlier. In mid-September of that same year, the album was still searching for a storyline. Already on board were Mako Minardo, the producer behind the chart-topping 1977 disco adaptation Star Wars and Other Galactic Funk, and his co-producer on that album, Tony Bon Jovi, who had built the now-famous Power Station recording studio with the proceeds from that 1977 album. But they were running into some serious problems trying to connect Star Wars and Christmas until they hired future Broadway songsmith Maury Yeston, who gave the album its title and its storyline. Writing and recording started in September 1980, meaning that the whole album had to come together in less than two months. After this, find out which character had a song written for him, but had to be a no-show. Hi, Dr. Phil Flox, also known as John Billingsley, speaking... I am the president of the board of the Hollywood Food Coalition. We serve terrific multi-course meals to the unhoused and to those in need seven nights a week. We assist as many as 100 nonprofits with their food needs, buttressing extraordinary social service programs. We work with community partners to address issues of food insecurity here in SoCal. We do lots of other great stuff, but how much time do we have? If you're in L.A., come and volunteer with us at hofoco.org volunteer And any Federation credits you can spare go a long way. With Maury Yeston and Mecco himself contributing music to the album, there was another number pitched by an outside songwriter, Tony Bon Jovi's cousin John, who was in his late teens at the time. John Bon Jovi had already been trying to break into the music business, so his cousin not only used his original composition, but had John sing on another of the album's tracks, R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And long before he was living on a prayer, John Bon Jovi was now living the dream as a professional session vocalist, with a songwriting credit and a commercially released recording under his belt. Another song, The Meaning of Christmas, ran into two major problems. First, the logistical problem. It was written with Yoda and Frank Oz in mind, but Frank Oz was filming the Muppet movie at the time and couldn't get away for the album's recording sessions. Then there was the ideological problem. Unlike Mecco's Star Wars disco album, This project was subject to much more scrutiny from Lucasfilm, and Lucasfilm made it known that mixing earthly religious origin stories and the ideology of the Force would not meet with their approval. The song was significantly rewritten and recorded without Yoda. The album was pressed and released with original Ralph McQuarrie cover art. 
and RSO Records, the label that released Christmas in the Stars, suddenly found itself running out of money as it fought a lawsuit filed by the Bee Gees. But the album still spent six weeks on the Billboard charts, peaking at number 61, while the lead single, What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas When He Already Owns a Comb, made it to number 69 on the Billboard Top 100, despite there being no label left to promote it. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for November 10th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.